What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Weird Albums. I am the best Jay, and with me, of course, is other Jay, Jay Shanoin. What's up, man? Only slightly subpar Jay. I'm the second-ranked Jay. You are. You are Jay, the, the silver medal-winning Jay. I'm most listeners' at least second favorite Jay. We are doing Poodle Hat this week, 2003. It was uh, it was a very good year. Was that a good year for you, Jay? Where were you in 2003? 2003 was the year I was supposed to graduate from high school. <laughs> How'd that turn out for you? Uh, well, I said I was supposed to. Oh, uh, spoiler alert. For a reason. <laughs> Did you know I didn't graduate high school? I just posted on Twitter today. People are always surprised to learn that I dropped out of high school, but they're always more surprised to learn that I don't know that much about anime. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they're more surprised to learn that you did graduate college, but you didn't do that either. No, I didn't. No. <laughs> I've been at a lot of colleges over the years. Right on. You, you so can you, just go you, to them. Did you know you don't have to pay them thousands of dollars? If you give anyone who walks by 10 bucks, they will swipe you into the dining hall. Yeah, and they're fun to hang out at. You can hang out at them and have just as much fun for free as the suckers who pay to like go there. You usually have more fun than the people yeah. that go there. Because you Absolutely. get like the tourist effect. You're like, pizza's more than a dollar where I'm from. <laughs> I think 2003 I was still in the radio business because i feel like i played some tracks from this maybe on my radio show i don't know it's a long time ago jay it's a long long time ago did this one feel uh better or worse than you remember it this one i was comparing my reaction to what i see when i look online in general what people tend to say in like the rankings and everything this one generally is like the the least favorably reviewed of the kind of later era of of Al. This was kind of his last low point as far as like critical reception is concerned and I feel that this one's a little underrated in that regard. I think I, I kind of understand why. I think it starts out a little rougher than than most of the other ones and doesn't really have the strong lead off that you're used to, but it sure does come around, in my opinion. It does. I'm going to pretty much agree with you. Uh, and guess what, Jay? We're starting this one with skipping the first track. We're skipping the first one. Oh, my goodness. We're skipping it. So the lead track is a parody of Lose Yourself by Eminem. This is a weird album's first. Couch Potato. Just a... I, I hate this. It's the worst song on the whole album. Note is? is this is the lead single yeah and i get it because the song the the eminem song was huge and the movie was huge but this is terrible and there was no video so justifiably it's not very well written a lot of it does not rhyme or even fit the number of needed syllables yes there's literally a part where he goes the weather channel's boring like 60 minutes that's the (sighs) that's the couplet this almost feels like there's a, another like record label forcing of this thing. That's what it smells like to me. He does, li- and it's like his worst TV song probably is uninspired. He does come up with a couple TV show names. He says, Touched by an Uncle, and I think that that's, that's a funny throwaway joke. Everyone tolerates Raymond gets a smile out of me. <laughs> when he's listing off reality show things... He's like, show's based on reality, and he's doing that. He One yeah. of the things he says is, dogs that crap and pee? And I'm like, what? 
TV show. <laughs> Next it's, week on Dogs. I don't know. Yeah, it's really bad. There's a lot of weird stuff shoehorned in. It's not funny. It's just like a gratuitous list of TV shows for the most part. He's he's doing some weird voice that doesn't sound like Eminem, but it's not him. And then Eminem, like he put the kibosh on doing a video. So like, what was the point of doing this? Usually the the lead single is the big song, gets all the airplay, sells the records. You know, it does all that. And what w- what was the point of this? Well, I think originally they were cleared to do the video, and it was after they had already like recorded it as the lead single. I think the album was made, and Eminem pulled the pulled the permission. Eminem sucks. Marshall, Marshall, you let us down. Also, there's more than enough. Eminem representation on this album later on in the polka. Yeah, he gets a little Slim Shady in there. So yeah, leading off, it's the worst song. Didn't get a video. Good, fine. I mean, I guess it kind of, the rest of the album is kind of, I think most of the reputation is based off this single, I feel like. Do you you agree? I think so too, because it's just, it's so uncharacteristic for an album to start off with not the immediately recognizable, oh, it was this year and this was the Weird Al song. Because that's usually what what you do. I think there's a couple reasons I can think of that other things were not the lead single. But I definitely have I have one particular parody picked out that we'll get to that I think should have, should have been the first right. one. So, very interesting. It's almost the reverse of what's happened in the past. So, he picked a hugely, he picked the right song, but the parody just kind of stunk. Which is weird. Usually, like it's the opposite. Like it's a he's you know he's parodied a weird song that doesn't make sense, but the parody's kind of good sometimes. I don't know. But uh, let's let's just move on. Let's get away from it. Let's uh, go to track two, which is a great one. Totally redeems the first one. It's Hardware Store. <laughs> Hardware store, an original there. Uh, I love the super long list of things in the hardware store. is great. Very impressive. Yeah, that is my pick for favorite original on this album. That is a masterpiece of a song. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to figure it out as we go because I, I, I was busy leading up to this one again. Uh, but it's great. We, listeners, I want you to know we are coming off of, was it a three or a four week break? It was, that a, we it was a hiatus in the recording session, but it feels it good. Was, yeah. It was, yeah. We, good. if you guys have been following the arc throughout the show of our friendship, we've bonded together. We had our big falling out moment. We said, we said, hand fart you, pal, and went our separate. No, we, we had to take a break in recording. This is our first week back, and we're supposed to be all good and well rested. And, and Jay is like, ah, I, I didn't have time. Yeah. Nearly a month to prepare for I know. I, I was like sick for a week. It was literally like the busiest month of my life. So we picked a good time as far as work goes. So we, we picked a good time to take a break. But yeah, Hardware Store. This is my pick, though. This is my favorite. It's awesome. Uh, from a writing standpoint, from a production standpoint, oh my God, because there's so many like audio samples and stuff that go into the percussion yeah, of the, the tool, song. Lots of tool sounds, the usual it's Weird Al sounds. Weird industrial pop. Uh, the story behind it is that it started as a style parody of some undisclosed artist, but as they were making it, it kind of morphed into its own 
original thing and they were like, okay, we're no longer trying to sound like anybody. This is just cool. It's and a- then, yeah, the part that you played with that, that long list, Al ends up in, it's either a five or six part vocal harmony with himself. Mm-hmm. During that long list, and there's a video on YouTube where you can find where it's like the vocal isolation where it's only five or six of his voice. Huh. It's insane. That's he cool. does incredible vocal things on that song. Yeah, that and that was only like the end of it. It probably goes on for a solid 45 seconds, like him just listing those things super fast like that. It's very long. And when I tell you that I tried to get up to speed to be able to do that for you live on this podcast, I mean that I tried it for weeks to try to get faster and i am not even going to attempt it there's way too many way too many difficult word clusters in there i think you should just try it juice extractor is something that that guy can say in like a fraction of a second juice extractor do you know how hard it is to make all of those consonant noises yeah i think we need to have a contest and see who could sing the lyrics the fastest maybe we'll do that for the end of the show what do you think we'll pull up the lyrics and then we'll each try and sing them and see who can sing that part of the song the fastest, like Al. I think I'll be mad if it's if it's not me, because I honestly, I did you train. Did try. All right, I haven't, so we'll do that. We'll do that later. That'll be the big finale. All right. Uh, but it's great. I, I, it reminds me kind of like the Oingo Boingo parody a little bit. Should we get a life preserver since whoever wins that is going to be drowning in pussy? <laughs> that was a hand queef, by the way. Oh, wait, I have to edit that. <laughs> oh, I thought I was the edgy one. Do I have to edit that word out? <laughs> Probably. I, I think so. Would Al say it? I mean, he made two gay jokes in the first track of this album, right? That's bad. Uh, Yes, but it's an Eminem parody, so I think... Oh, okay, it's a tribute to him. <laughs> yeah. It's just authentic to the source material. It's a, it's more of a pastiche, I guess. All right, track number three. Let's take a listen. That is, what's it called? Trash Day? It's called Trash Day. It is a parody of Hot in Here by Nelly. And it is, in my opinion, only marginally better than the first parody on this album. Really? I think it's way better. My main gripe with it is that the the female lyrics don't match again. The the syllables, like the cadence, the rhyme scheme of the original song. That irks me so much. the last day before trash day being rhymed with nas day. Are you all right with that? <laughs> I'm kind of all right with that because Nelly's ridiculous. It's better. It's 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 a more fun song. Number one. It's for sure better. I, I'm I not love the. That it's, it's not. It's rotten better. here. Something's rotten here is good. I like that. Two of the both of the parodies here are not the the titles of them are just completely different from the original songs, which I think is yeah, kind of strange. unusual. I did make note that I appreciate that he went for a completely new concept, and I don't think I'm just absolutely disgusting has ever been something that he's gone for before. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I also like that Hardware Store is also kind of a different subject than usual. So those are both- Yeah, Hardware Store is another one of those not that funny, just a great song. Yeah, 100%. Also on Trash Day, I did also make note that 
I do give it credit for the uh, rhythmic yeah yeah sound effects. <laughs> that, that's fun. I mean, it's just more a more fun song. So I think the fact that the song is just more fun than than lose yourself is just makes it better. It is. I just think that the parodies and again, I think Hardware Store is my favorite original. So I think those right off the bat are are mm-hmm. top notch. But I think the parodies take a little ramping up on this album and this one we're not quite there, but I think this is your your launch pad into the rest of the record which I think is great. It's funny too. There's also kind of weird so like Couch Potato is really just like a listing of of TV shows and then Hardware Store is like a listing of all the tools in the Hardware Store. Then you got Trash Day which is kind of a nasty disgusting song and the then that segues trash. Yeah, and then, but this also segues into another song. That's really disgusting, <laughs> but I also really love it. So let's listen to Party at the Leper Colony. Hey now, buddy, don't you give me no lip. Sorry I was using your head for a dip. There's a guy in the hot tub, I don't know who. Wait a minute, it looks like stew. Well, hold the phone. That is yeah, so take that, lepers. You've had it too good for too long. Someone had to take it down a peg or two. Uh, I also love that song. It is, it is great. It is gross. You're right. It is gross and sick, and I, I love it. And, and you know some, what? some great wordplay. Some that you roll your eyes at, sure. Yeah. But, but some, some really clever lines in there. Yeah, and it reminds me of... Um, Kind of, I think we're a clone now. I'm a clone now, where like almost every line is a joke or has got some kind of pun. Almost in it. every Very line, yeah. It yeah. is impressive how many jokes are crammed in there. Yeah, I love that. That's probably in, in the running for me too. Yeah, I really liked several originals on this one, and I think it's between that and Hardware Store and another one coming up that I'm gonna have to decide which is my favorite. What do we think about deaths for Party at the Leper Colony? Zero, right? Because it's not nothing's expressly. I mean, they're all they're hanging out, they're falling apart, but. It's yeah. not like anyone. I mean, someone's head is being used for dip, which <laughs> is, is totally so one of my favorite lines. That's so disgusting. <laughs> like, is it just the skin on top, or is like his little skull caved in? What's I, happening yeah, there? I think it's like it's got to be like brain, right? It's like I guess it's horrifying. It's so gross. <laughs> is it? Is this maybe his grossest song? I think it might be, at least so far, right? Like, what's more disgusting than this song? Yeah, we're, we're getting up there. This could be it. Number five is our polka medley. Got it up top. It's the angry white boy polka. Ugly like me. I can see through you. See to the real you. Bow with the bada bang to dang. Diggy, diggy, diggy. Set the boogie, set up, jump the boogie. Bow with the bada bang to dang. Diggy, diggy, diggy. Set the boogie, set up, jump the boogie. We are, we are. The youth of the nation. We are, we are. The youth of the nation. We My only gripe is that that should have been called the Family Values Polka. That would have been fun. I love this one so much, and I think for some weird reason, new metal as polka sounds great and makes a lot of sense. <laughs> a lot of it for me, I just, I'm so, I hate the original song so much that I can't even like them in polka form, but I appreciate really? 
I appreciate how much he's making them sound ridiculous because I'm do you sure think they the first it. time Al heard Chop Suey by System of a Down on the radio, he was just like, "It is about time someone threw old Al a bone." Thank you. <laughs> Finally, someone meets me halfway. I'm shocked he didn't turn that into like its own song. Because I agree, that has like uh, a bajillion possibilities. I feel like it would have been great. Also, they're very prominent in this particular polka. I love any time he gives us a little... Some mouth harp in there. The wang, wang, wang. Yeah. those in there. Yeah, we have a lot of good sound effects on display on this album, which is something he maybe shied away from a little bit for a few of those years. Yeah, he stepped up the uh, the percussion on this one. It was worth the effort. You didn't quite stick the landing, but it was worth I, I, trying. I tried. I tried. All right, number six. Really dig this one. This is Al's. This I think this is kind of right. One of his. Is this his first like R and B attempt here? Like at a real sexy song. Wanna be your lover? Yeah, let's listen to it. You're so hot, you're gonna melt. The elastic in my underwear. I'll bet you're magically delicious, like a bowl of lucky charms. You look like. To my lord, if I just cut off your arms, what I'm trying to say is, I wanna be your lover, baby. I need somebody to love. That is a flawless Midnight Vultures era Beck Pistachio. <laughs> yes, I agree. This is so perfectly a song specifically from that album, which is a little weird for it to be so flawlessly a Beck song for like a sound that he specifically only had for one album. Like by the time this came out, he no longer sounded like that, but But it is so perfectly a midnight vulture song. Wasn't it kind of like, that was kind of like Beck kind of trying to do Prince like in a funny way. Yeah. So there's actually a weird Al quote or something. I think when he put it up on his website or something that he specified. So people did not think that this was a Prince style parody. Because the the lettering, the wanna be with the letter B and your with the U R is very Prince esque. Right. He wanted to be sure that he told everyone this was him doing his best to sound like Beck when Beck was doing his best to sound like Prince. <laughs> this is indirect Prince F you. Uh but I love this. I love I love Beck and I love that album. I love Midnight Vultures. Yeah, and it's fun too because now we got. I mean, if you pull out the polka there, now you have two two songs again back to back that are uh, just loaded with jokes, like one line jokes. Yeah, this one's also a lot of one liners. Like this album has a lot of like segues like that, which is is pretty interesting. Like I dig it. Like fun. Like oh, okay, here's like how this track connects to that one. This one also reminds me a lot of um, Fly the Concords. Like it sounds like it could like they kind of do sure. a lot of that same thing. Yeah. I can hear a little Jermaine Clements in there. Yeah, I wonder who uh, who came first, this song or the Flight of Concords? I think it was this song, I think. think so? I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the next one. That new roller coaster ride And the guide said not to stand But that's a demand that I couldn't meet I got on my feet and stood up instead And knocked off my head Oh, man, I really hate it. Such a drag now. Can't 
complicated song parody of Avril Lavigne's Complicated. I love that. I absolutely love this parody. It's so simple, but it's it's funny. And each well, the verse, first verse, yeah, they're all different. Why do you have to go and make me so constipated? Is like yeah. if that was it, it would be a C plus parody. But he <laughs> develops such a plot, he goes all the way to chopping a head off. Yeah, I think this is my favorite parody, Jay. It's so great. I don't blame you. This is this is a great one. You know what I'm noticing though, because I was just looking at my notes and wrote a complicated song, and you pointed it out early on that it's a little hard to keep track of what the parodies are parodies of because. Like, the title is not always a direct right. parody. All of them on this album are not, like, puns on the yeah, that's on the actual true. title of the song. There's not a single one that is that. I, lo- I like it. But I also love this parody, and we have a plus one death on our death toll for the decapitation. I know the plot continues, and their <laughs> life goes on, and they are real put out by, by the decapitation. However, I'm sorry. I, I draw the line. At your head has been chopped off. I feel like that is very, that's still being very conservative of me for that to be the standard for me to be like, now it counts as a death. I hear you. Uh, do we have a, a death toll number we want to update or do it at the end of the show? No, it's going to be end of the show because we have more discussions to do. We do. And then I'm going to have to do some math because real soon there's a song coming up where significant advances are about to be made. <laughs> I want to shout out to the beginning of the song where you don't know where it's going yet. And it starts off with the story of like, he went to a sleepover and they had 19 pizzas. And you're like, where is this going? And then it ends with the punchline of that. They just ate all the pizzas and now he's constipated. What was the middle verse again? What's the, he wanted to relieve some stress by hanging out with his girlfriend. He was all excited. And then, uh, they were going to make out and he noticed she had a tattoo of her family crest on her thigh, and it was the same as his. And it was, how was I to know that we were both related? <laughs> this is a wonderful parody. It is hilarious. It's really good. That and Hardware Store I went back to and listened to again. Like, I could just keep listening to them over and over again. It's so good. By the way, Fly the Concords' first album was 2007. Yeah, I think I think they were around for a while before they... Yeah. They but, started like the show and the yeah it was yeah the show cranking was out albums there. and stuff but still I'm still I'm still pretty confident to give it <laughs> give it to Al. All right, let's do the next one. When I told him I was busy, but he still just kept on asking. So I turned around and stabbed him in the face. Why does this always happen to me? Ben Folds 5, Pistachio. And I, th- I think that's my favorite original, Jay. Super twisted. It's a great choice. That's a wonderful song. It is a Ben Folds Pistachio. However, Ben Folds plays on this song. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure and <laughs> I feel like it could have been a little more dead on. As a big <laughs> Ben Folds fan, 
<laughs> it's very, very close. And there's so many elements that like all the backup vocals and the ba ba ba's and the different parts and everything uh-huh. are musically like the piano solo and everything. Musically, it gets very Ben Folds. The actual like melody of the verses and everything, I'm like, you could have done a little bit more of a of a Ben Folds song. And it's weird that Ben Folds is on it, but this song is great. It is super dark. Is yeah, just Al stabbing his boss in the face. That's all right, well it's pretty insane. If we need Al. to start at the top. Is it Al? Uh oh. Our our death toll's going a whole lot of places. Let's get that one out of the way. Do should you we, think Should we play the death toll? I'm very anxious to play this. We have to shout out, by the way. Listener Ollie Peters, who sent us the uh, the death toll drop, he sent it to us after we recorded other episodes, as he knows. Uh, that's why we just dropped it into the episodes before this. <laughs> but we want to shout him out because it is absolutely awesome. Should we play? It and real this quick? is where we want to put it right here because this is our yeah. longest death toll discussion. Body count. Body count. Body count. Yeah, motherfucker. Well done. When, when I so when good. I when Ali sent this, he's a he's a longtime Masters of None listener, and when he sent it, uh, I was listening to it. I'm like, oh no, like this is bad. And then he nailed it with the hand fart. I was like, oh my god, yeah, it's amazing, wonderful. amazing. So let's start with the one we were just talking about. If your if your boss if you stabbed him hard enough in the face for your knife to get stuck and bend the tip a little bit, he's probably dead. Right? He's not surviving. <laughs> no. That brutal of a face stabbing? Did he say 37 times or 27 times? I thought he said No, no. no. He oh. he just says that he just says that he stabbed him. I thought there was a 27, which is like what a weird house number is he always sticks and stuff and maybe it's in a different song in this album. I, I could be wrong. on that one. Not not for the stabbing anyway. Okay, I thought it was. I'm sorry. Maybe it's just in my mind I like to see someone stabbed in the face 27 times. Now in the first verse of this song, Jay there's an earthquake in Peru. There are 30,000 crushed to death and even more buried alive. So mm. is our bare minimum that there were 30,000 and one people buried alive? Yeah, at minimum. So our bare minimum of deaths. If you're buried alive, it's also a death, right? I feel like that's a misleading title. But once you're buried alive, you're pretty much dead, I think. And he mentions that the the earthquake in Peru measures an 8.2 on the Richter scale. So I'm going to go ahead and call it an additional 30,001 That's fair. deaths. Putting the grand total for the Peruvian earthquake at 60,001 deaths. All right. One for the boss with the uh, bent tip knife stabbing. And in the second verse, we have a 12-car pileup, everybody dead, including... The narrator's friend, Robert, who owed him $5. So now, obviously, at least 12 people are dead if it is a 12-car pileup and everybody is dead. But it's probably more than 12, because what are the chances that all 12 cars had only one passenger? True. So I don't think it's as high as 48, because what are the odds that all 12 cars had four passengers? But what do you think a, go- a fair number? You think like 24? For- I say 1.5 average. For each car? 1.75. Do that weird algebra. Also, do we count his uh, now deceased tape recording of The Simpsons that gets foiled uh, in the beginning by the news? Because he had a perfect recording of a Simpsons episode 
and that gets that gets killed. No, we don't count that, but no. we do with one point seven five average passengers per car end up with twenty one additional deaths. I like how long but that it, took you. Did you have to like punch that into like the room sized computer like next to you? What would happen? <laughs> Anyways, I like, had to go to calculator.com because I wasn't going to pull out my phone. <laughs> Was there like ticker tape printing? You're ripping the little uh, the edges of the paper off with the holes. You know, when you do dumb things, you just edit out the seconds of, of your silence. I'm going to insert like old timey computer noises in there. While you, while you... <laughs> Our grand total for this song. I did this in my head. How do you like that? Sixty thousand and twenty-three people died, and why does this always happen to me? And I think that is is the best way to sum up this song: is that sixty thousand other people died. I love it. And this song is why does this always happen to me? And that's why it's my favorite original. All right, next song. Poor Peter Parker was pitiful. Couldn't have been any shyer. Mary Jane still wouldn't notice him, even if his hair was on fire. But then one day he went to that science lab, that mutated spider came down. Oh, and now Peter crawls over everyone's walls, and he's swinging all over town. So that's Ode to a Superhero, of course, parody of Billy Joel, Piano Man. Very well done. I was distracted by the production of it. Like listening to the, I guess, the parts of the song that you don't really notice on the Billy Joel version. Is it like a mandolin or something? Whatever's the mandolin going on is definitely louder in this mix yeah. than in the actual version of Piano Man. But this is my pick for favorite parody on this album. I absolutely love this one. I, I also love Billy Joel, so that might have something <laughs> to do with it. Not particularly Piano Man. I think that's a little played out. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's very well done. It's not particularly funny. It's kind of like the saga begins. It's just an amazing job by him of, you know, telling the story like the way he does with Star Wars and that and or Phantom Menace. He tells the story of Spider-Man. Now, this was this was like the first, right? The Raimi, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Yes, this like would Raimi be for that. the very first Spider-Man, but I disagree. I think this song is very funny. Yeah. I think particularly the four lines that really get me every time are Norman's a billionaire scientist who never had time for his son. Then something went screwy, and before you knew, he was trying to kill everyone. <laughs> then he says he's flying around on that glider thing. He's throwing his weird pumpkin bomb, and he's wearing that dumb Power Rangers mask, but he's scarier yeah, without it on. on. Yeah, it's such a, a great dig at Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Take that, Willem Dafoe and lepers. You are all finally getting your comeuppance. I really appreciate the accordion solo in this. It's fantastic. Yeah, I I just love this parody, man. And I think this this one could have been track one yes. if the previous album had not had The Saga Begins as track one. I think that is the reason that you can't really do the movie synopsis, older parody as your lead single for this album as well. But how many years had passed since then? And it's not Four. like he didn't a, go back. A significant number this yeah, time. It's not like he didn't go back to the Michael Jackson well, you know what I mean? With the, as a lead track, so why not? But maybe due to past circumstances, he has a, a lingering fear of pigeonholing himself. Maybe, but all you know what? Too speaking of the production, I also thought the production on the on Couch Potato was really bad. 
like it wasn't mixed well like the music was low and it, it seemed like very thin in addition to like his vocals beats being up front and also weird like not good thought i'd throw that in there i like that you're so mad about track one that you need to keep going back <laughs> even when we're when we're showering the man with praise again and like, another hold thing on. that first one was one. still bad though let's go back <laughs> that's how much i hate it jay my palate is not cleansed enough <laughs> All right, let's move along to wait. Track uh-oh. ten. Do we have a skip coming up here? Hold on, hold on. We're skipping track ten. We're skipping Bob. We're skipping Bob. We're skipping the Bob Dylan pistachio. All right, I think Bob is an absolutely brilliant song, and I think really? the first time that you hear it, you think it's gibberish, but it's uh, not. But it's because Al's a genius, and he wrote. <laughs> He wrote a uh, Bob Dylan pistachio where every line is a palindrome. And I kind of agree with skipping it because oh. really the what's impressive is uh is realizing that and like seeing it all written out. It is So give me give me an example here. I did not catch that at all. I uh you know it's Are you gonna I make did... fun of me when I take a few seconds to look this up? That's fine. We can edit out only when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics to this song are I man am regal, a German am I. Never odd or even if I had a high fi. Madam, I'm Adam, too hot to hoot. No lemons, no melon. Too bad I hid a boot. Lisa uh, Bonet ate no basil. Warsaw was raw. Was it a car or a cat I saw? So now if I played the song backwards, it'll sound the same. Is that what you're saying? I, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, we're going to test that theory in post-production it's absolutely not going to set that's not what a palindrome means oh damn it (laughs) (laughs) we will also take that out (laughs) oh those sounds Uh, are done in regular production um but yes kind of the what i think the big appeal of this song is is that it because of that, it's kind of like a, a brilliant work of art. Don't listen to a five-second clip here on a podcast. You are, by the way, like like 11 episodes into a Weird Al podcast. If you're not listening to these albums along with us, if you're not familiar with these works at this point, my goodness, you have way too much free time on your hands. And you don't know about better podcasts. That's great, because usually the first listen of the week I do in the shower, like I'll listen, throw the album on while I'm in the shower, and I didn't catch any of that, and then I... I then I'll listen again, and I'll do some research along with the songs. And I think in that mode this week, I got stuck at the song before this. So that's kind of where my research ends, <laughs> which which didn't help me. You just started watching Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah. I was like, ooh, I could watch that again. All right. Next track is... Hold on. Which is less comfortable, your Spider-Man costume or your Batman costume? Can you hang out in the Spider-Man costume? Yeah, I can sit down. I can like do backflips, all those things in the Spider-Man costume. But the Batman, the bat suit is forget about it. There's no way he's sitting down, let alone fighting crime wearing that thing. It's impossible. Well, that's why he needs like grappling hooks. And yeah, Spider-Man is. That's why he needs Robin. All right, let's take a listen to the next track. Tell me why I need another pet rock. Tell me why I got that alpha Eat 
eBay, Parry the Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. I love that. It's so sweet and like cute and it's funny and it's true. And I like all the weird things. It's like another list song, hashtag list song for Al. And it's, it's, it's fun. I like it. It's well done. It sounds good. The harmonies are nice. This is the one that I think should have been the track one parody for this ah, album. I think right. the only thing really keeping it was probably that this was a few years too late. Yes. For the whole boy band Backstreet Boy thing. But not only was this like a huge song that I think this is the like, wow, you nailed it. This is the best parody you could have done uh, with that song. It had a very iconic video at the time that I think would have gone off without a hitch. You could have parodied it. You could have thrown some visualizations of your wacky eBay purchases. And I think it would have gone great. But yeah, I, I love this parody too. I'm going to call it a perfect parody. I don't I don't disagree. This is a great one. And this is what I mean when I say that they kind of need to ramp up on this album because once you get past those first two that I'm a little lukewarm on or just flat out don't really like that much, I think they get really great. And yeah, kind of crescendoing here with this one. Last track, track 12, Genius in France, 8 minutes, 56 seconds. Guess how many seconds I have a clip of, Jay? All of them? Zero. Oh, skipping no. It. We're skipping it. Oh, we're skipping the epic. My top note that I wrote for this song is now that's what I call racism. <laughs> what? Oh, because all the all the French jokes. Genius. Because the entire theme of the song is I am the <laughs> dumbest person that has ever walked on the face of the planet. But in France, they think I'm brilliant because in France they're stupid <laughs> and he also like calls them frogs a lot <laughs> like, many times in many languages slurs like this is the number of times you have been like this song's racist and I have jumped to the defense of Al and been like it is done in a friendly and celebratory this song is flat out racist so good I'm glad I I only didn't grab a clip of it because I didn't realize it was a Frank Zappa pistachio <laughs> It is, but it's also so all over the place that I think to to attribute it to to just Frank Zappa is well. I I, I will admit, like I, I'm a pretty well rounded person with my music knowledge. Some would say above average, and one of the glaring holes in my music knowledge is Frank Zappa. I don't think I've oh, ever dude, even. You gotta you gotta do a deep dive. I do. I need to, but it's like one of those things where it's just like, ugh, like. It's on my list of things to do is go listen to some... I, I don't think I've ever listened to one Frank Zappa song that's not Valley Girl. Oh, God. All right. What month? What are we doing? Is oh, it no. Zapuary? Is September. It, is it, oh, God. Oh, no. This is our next podcast. <laughs> no. I love that. It was reluctantly formed on episode 11 of their previous podcast when they both... Realized with terror what they had to do. <laughs> uh, I do love Genius in France, though. I think it's a great song. Whatever. I don't. I don't care it's, that it's racist. It's hard I to think listen Gary to. Gary Glitter man. rocks too. What it's all do? over the place. It's so it's just a constant genre changing. Basically, him saying you know insulting French people over and over again. And it's there's it's got its moments that are kind of funny, but it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. It's way more enjoyable from a music and production standpoint than it, it, the lyrics don't especially matter. Like it's no. not, it's not engaging. It's not clever. It does not take you on the fun musical journey of constipation to kissing your cousin to having <laughs> your head chopped off on a roller coaster. There's none of that. 
it really doesn't have that but man yeah nine minutes the first time i listened to it, i was like this is how long i cannot listen to any more of this and i stopped it the first time through and then i found out what it was i'm like all right i guess i have to sit through this whole thing once i think you got to be into zappa big time to really dig that but i i did not really all right jay are you ready to have this uh hardware store speed off we're done with the death toll right we're done with the death toll. I'm going to okay. need to do a little bit of math to get you the number, but I'll just give you the audio clip at the end there. Okay. Should I should I go first here since I I have not attempted to sing these lyrics? Please go first and please do poorly. All right. I'm setting the timer here. I'm setting the stopwatch. Here we go. Ready? Hardware store speed round. They've got Allen wrenches, gerbil feeders, toilet seats, electric heaters, trash compactors, juice extractors, shower rods and water meters, walkie-talkies, copper wire, safety goggles, radial tires, BB... BB pellets, rubber mallets, fans, and dehumidifiers, picture hangers, paper cutters, waffle irons, window shutters, paint removers, window louvers, masking tape, pic- plastic gutters, kitchen faucets, folding tables, weather stripping, jumper cables, hooks and tackle, grout and spackle, power fogger, spoons and ladles, pesticides, fumigation, high performance lubrication, metal roofing, waterproofing, multi purpose insulation, air compressors, brass bris- connectors. <laughs> Wrecking chisel, smoke detectors, tire gauges, hamster cages, thermostats and bug deflectors, trailer hitch, demagnetizers, automatic circumcisers, tennis rackets, ankle bracelets, duracells and energizers, soffit panels, circuit breakers, vacuum cleaners, coffee makers, calculators, generators, matching salt and pepper shakers. Not bad. That was not pretty good. Bad. I'm pretty 40... good for, for not practicing. Blind pretty read. Good. 42 seconds and 50.56. 42 and a half not seconds. Not you bad. Ready? And not easy. That's not easy, but I, I'm pretty proud of myself. I did way better than I thought I would. You it's more did of a well. breath thing than the, the messing up the lines. It's Yeah, the breath control is... Dude is amazing at it, and he proves it in many songs. This might be the one where he proves it the most. I'm going to have to go back and see if he does if he did this live on the, uh, the Vanity Tour, by the way. I don't think I've ever found a, a set list where he did. Okay, I'm sure it's very difficult. All right, you ready? 42 ready seconds. Ready for me? 0.56 is the time to beat. And go. They've got Allen wrenches, gerbil feeders, toilet seats, electric heaters, trash compactors, juice extractors, shower rods and water meters, walkie-talkies, copper wires, safety goggles, radio tires, BB pellets, rubber mallets, fans, and dehumidifiers, picture hangers, paper cutters, waffle irons, window shutters, paint removers, window louvers, masking tape and plastic cutters, kitchen fronts, folding tables, weather stripping, jumper cables, hooks and tackle, grout and spackle, power fogger, spoons and labels, pesticides, fumigation, high-performance lubrication, metal roofing, waterproofing, multi-purpose insulation, air compressors, brass connectors, wrecking chisels, smoke detectors, tire gauges, hamster gauges, thermostats and bug deflectors, trailer hitches, automatic circumcisers, tennis rackets, Single breakers, dirt cells, and energites. Self-in panels, circuit breakers, vacuum cleaners, coffee makers, calculators, generators, matching salt and pepper shakers. Oh my god, it's so hard. All right. Even though I, I think you time. cursed in there accidentally, I might have to go in and hand fart that out. Uh, I didn't curse. Yeah, it sounded like it. Thirty-seven oh, seconds. Oh, like a full one. ten seconds faster. Well done. I guess all that practice. I was so nervous. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, that was fun. There was a uh, tiny you in the back of my head the whole time going, what if I do better than you? By the way, uh, some some uh, Weird Al news flash. Again, this is going to be old news by the time it comes out, but Al kicked off his his new leg of the ill-advised self-vanity tour. Blah, 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 messed up the name. Uh, here in Poughkeepsie, not too far from me. And uh, he played a theme song for a podcast, Jay, live. I heard about that, yeah. Wasn't ours, though. It was not ours. I mean, not to say anything bad about the Fantastic Plastics, but it wasn't ours. And he's apparently out there picking podcast theme songs. I think, I think, um, you know, the last, the last leg of the tour, they, their, uh, their encore was a cover. Every time, what they're doing is this, this leg of the tour, 
the encore is always going to be a Weird Al podcast theme song. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll see. It could happen. <laughs> could happen. I'm sure those other two dudes thought, there's no way Weird Al is ever going to play the theme song of our podcast. I heard about it because uh, our buddy JT Habersat posted on the Facebook page of the guys who do that podcast. Right. And that means JT Habersat knows more than two people who do Weird Al podcasts. Yes. Now, what does that say about him, really? I also thought it was kind of weird for someone to be like, this awesome thing happened to me as the host of a Weird Al podcast. And then he tagged us who the thing did not happen to <laughs> that are also, he's like, check it out. Better things are happening to other hosts of other Weird Al podcasts. We're like, cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> hey, we talked nonsense long enough. I have a, I have a death count for you. Uh-oh. Go ahead. What's the death count? Should we play this thing one more time? No, once per episode. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, 7,425,060,999 people. Wow. You're... Still just seven reindeer. No additional reindeer thus far. You're a sick and twisted man, Weird Al. Sick. And, uh, and we love you for it. It's a massive pile of dead bodies. All right, anything else to add, Jay? No, next up, uh, two weeks, we are going to have guests with us again. My buddies in the band Heels will be with us to discuss Straight Outta Linwood, another another big hit considered one of the biggest weird albums by. This is kind of one of those ones where it depends what generation you were a part of. When did you hit fifth grade? If Linwood was your, your big... Weirding of age, then you probably think it's the best one he ever put out. It's another one of those, and I am excited to talk about it with you and my buddies in heels. All right, so we will talk to you in two weeks on the next Weird Albums. I am Jay from Masters of None with Jay Shinoin. We'll see you next time. See you. Weird Albums! I'm an